It's Friday night Yeah, the mood is red Gonna have some fun Show you how you done Welcome to week number 199 of the Two Guys in a Friday's podcast. My name is Steven, and that over there is Travis. Ciao, Steve. 199. We're almost 200. We never thought we'd be here. Maybe you did. I did not. I did not. But we're here. We're here to talk about some TGIF. Uh, Some stuff going on. We got got an old favorite that's back. Perfect Strangers returns this week. The, the last and final season, I believe it's six episodes. Is that all it is? Okay, so we got six episodes. We got that. We're also catching up on some uh, hanging with Mr. Cooper to be ready for season two when that comes on TGIF, and uh, we're gonna get right into it. But first, thank you to Feyu for the theme song this week. Thanks, Feyu. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. TGIFcast at gmail.com if you want to send in your own version of the theme song at TGIFcast on uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. If you want to follow us there, get updates. Every once in a while we post, and uh, that's the best way to get them. That's it. That's where you can find us. Um, So, yeah. Few things. That's done. Uh, we do like to see what was going on in the world 30 years ago when these episodes actually would have aired. Now we're talking about that Perfect Strangers episode, and that actually aired when back in 1993. So, yeah, Perfect Strangers would have aired a July 9th, Friday night, 1993. So, I just got one story. It is a music that- story. I don't think it's going to interrupt with yours. I'm pretty sure about it. Uh, but uh, July 5th, 1993, was the first solo debut album for, any guesses? Uh, no. Bjork. Oh, really? Debut? Yep. So that came out. Um, yeah. I feel like she probably was most famous for the swan dress over anything. She or did, her I mean, music. No, but, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, I, I, so I'm a big Bjork fan. I've been a big Bjork fan since the '90s. I have a, most of, if not all, of her albums. So I, the Swan Dress to me was just a, a moment in her history. Whereas I, I've always been a huge Bjork. fan. I would say the casual person, if you say the word Bjork, that's what they think of. I would bet you the first thing they think of is just Iceland in general, okay. and then and then maybe the Swan Dress. But it's a hard it's hard for me i'm a big york fan i'm gonna so. survey the pool today and uh we'll find out fair enough fair enough that will be a crowded it'll be a good population size today too so yeah so uh that happened that's all i got for news what about movies and what was the number one movie and song this week yeah so i'm gonna start with song it's the last week of that's the way love goes by janet jackson so we'll have a new one next week we do have a new movie this week though um the firm tom cruise movie did, okay. did you ever see do you remember this movie is it like a court movie no no, no. he he i mean it, he is a lawyer he's like fresh out of law school joins a law firm and then like finds out that they're not what they he thought they were it's a it was a really good movie i remember the movie like i remember the name of the movie i remember it was a tom cruise movie i knew nothing about it but watched it this week and it, it's a really good movie i'm not sure how you'd feel about it it's a little uh, more dry. like story driven kind of less actiony anyone less, else in it know. nicole kidman's not in that movie is she no no i mean it's got a huge cast yeah. um but a lot of people from the 90s not so many people know nowadays okay. jane triple horn ed harris holly hunter hal holbrooks dave stratham uh, a bunch of people i used to work with so yeah good old uh um, co-workers old co-workers and then one birthday july 5th wednesday mr bruce linoli he is uh, one of those dinosaur folks who is kind of like a ton of stuff. He most notably is one of the puppeteers for Charlene, but also 
Les, the devil, babysitter, judge, and UFO host, announcer, Shelly, Ty Warner, grown baby, Jeez. Francois Jean-Marie Poupon, clerk, Dr. Ficus, Walter Sternhagen, Stu, Larry, director, Scabby, Sarge, Bob Hack, Mel Luster, Jerry Valentine, Charlene again, sexual Harris, Harold Heffer, Glenda Molehill, Solomon the Great, Buddy Glimmer. Uh, I think that's it. Did you say voice or puppeteer? Puppet. Puppeteer. puppeteer. Wow. He might have done voice for some of those. I don't know, but he's he's listed mainly as a puppet. It's crazy. Puppeteer. That's a lot. Uh, also was on an episode of Perfect Strangers. I did, um, I don't know, fairly recently, I saw uh, like behind the scenes from Dinosaurs and they were like mm-hmm. talking to one of the puppeteers and they're like, who are you today? Like, because it was like one of those people that's been like a billion people. Yeah, I read a thing recently and, I, you know, this was a like a semi clickbait article. So I don't know how true it is, but it it said that they that like the eye holes were actually in the mouth uh, of the dinosaurs. And that's why you'll kind of if you pay really close attention, you'll see the dinosaurs are always kind of moving their mouths when they when they uh-huh. walk. Um, so because it was the only way they could see yeah, huh. as they as they were going places. So get not how true that is. That was like a clickbait type article. But yeah, I believe, we'll it. believe it. I believe it. Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, all right. Is that it? Get into it. Birthdays. Got it. That? Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we're starting off with hanging with Mr. Cooper season one, episode 11. This is called unforgettable and it starts off. We've got Vanessa. She's on the phone. She's speaking French and she's uh, pretty fluent. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's no, she's talking about, we start to kind of learn here too. And throughout these next few episodes that she, I mean, they don't really talk about the fact that she has a lot of money. And so I think it's kind of coming up now. Yeah, they really do talk about it in uh, these two, I believe. Um, but yeah, she's on the phone speaking French. Coop comes in. He's trying to translate. He grabs like one of those Spanish English dictionaries to see if he can follow along. He can't. <laughs> uh, she hangs up, finds out uh, that uh, her French boyfriend was cheating on her with Naomi Campbell. Yeah, a lot of didn't even know she had a boyfriend, but here we go. Yep. Neither did I. Um, and then uh, Coop's like, you need a hug? And she's like, yeah. And then like they hug, and Coop won't let go. He's just holding on to her, trying to yeah, he, get as much feels as he can. Yep. So uh, go to our theme song. We come back. Uh, we're at Legends, which is the big jazz restaurant in Oakland, apparently. Fancy. Uh, Coop, Vanessa, Robin, they all show up. And we find out that Robin's dad is performing that night. Yeah, he is a uh, really a well-known jazz musician. Yeah, and Robin, you can tell she already wants to be out of there. She does not want to be there. I don't even know. I guess the other two talked her into going, I guess, because she doesn't want to be there at all. Yeah, I think Coop talked her into going. You're they weren't super clear okay. about it, but yeah. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it was her idea, but they go in. Um, they get Real their quick, table. the store manager been on uh, New Attitude and Where I Live. So just throwing that out there. Uh, they get to their table. Robin just wants to leave. She mentions it multiple times. And uh, her dad comes out. And uh, I guess Robin introduces Vanessa to her dad. I guess he already knows who Coop is because I guess they were friends in college, right? Right. And uh, Vanessa, I mean, she's got her eyes on someone else, though. She's interested in this saxophone player across the stage. Yeah, so she's interested in the saxophone player. And then also with the Robin storyline and her dad, one of the things that she kind of is scared of or doesn't like is that he doesn't treat her as a grown-up. He always treats her as a kid. 
And as soon as he comes out, he starts calling her like baby, like a little baby. She gets, girl. yeah, she gets real mad because he calls her baby girl all the time. And it yep. really yep. frustrates her and she does not like it. Right. So they skip ahead a little bit later. Um, well, her dad goes up on stage and starts performing. They skip like towards the end of the show. They don't show like the whole performance or anything like that. Uh, he's wrapping up his final song and he's like, I got something to do real quick. Let me bring up uh, one of the most special baby girls in the world or something. And uh, here, here's my baby girl, Robin, come up on stage. And he brings her up on stage. They do like, uh, she doesn't want to, obviously, but she does like a, du- they do a duet and uh, she does great. She's amazing. Yeah, does an awesome job. Uh, he calls her baby girl a couple more times, and then uh, Vanessa goes. I, I think that they they finish. She goes. They go off stage. Yeah, they wrap up. They end the show. Uh, calls her baby girl a few more times. Then Van- you see Vanessa goes and talks to the saxophone player, and uh, we also get a little information from her dad, where he mentions that he would love for Robin to join him on like uh, this little I don't know what you call it, like a residency or whatever at this club for however many days were left in this tour, I guess. Yeah. Basically he's like, can you close out my, my stay here at this place and you know, help me every night. Um, I don't think she does. She answer right here. I know she doesn't really want to do it, but maybe she agrees to it. He, he, it takes a little bit of convincing, but she does agree in this scene to, to do that. Yep. So we go from there, uh, to the school where Robin obviously teaches and she's teaching her music class and she's trying to help her class, uh, Get, get together and sing like they're trying to like harmonize with the whole group but i mean there's like 25 kids so it's kind of tough yeah they're not doing too well but she's trying and as she does um her dad shows up with coop and um not so quietly they make their way to the back of the room they say they'll be quiet they say they're not going to talk but they just keep interrupting they keep saying things out loud they keep uh adding he, on to uh robin's yeah, he, like, instructions takes over the class. yeah and eventually Interrupts so much that he goes up to the front of the class, gets on the piano, and uh, takes control of this conversation about how, like, rap music gets its influence from other types of music. Specifically jazz, yeah. Yeah, so that's what he does. He tries to make it, like, compare it to jazz, starts playing on the piano, tells uh, Irvin to give him a rap or something, and then he starts playing the piano to match up to this rap that Irvin's giving. Yes. So um, at this point, too, Robin is beyond frustrated. She walks to the back of the class. She kind of pouts in the corner and uh, is really tired of her dad taking over, taking center stage all the time. Well, yeah, especially in this situation. I think the, I think there's kind of a lot of things going on here with her relationship with her dad. But in this situation, he has taken over, and that's, that's the most frustrating part. I think there's also just a constant babying. Treating her like a kid. That's also another big part. Yeah. So from here, we go back to the house. Uh, Vanessa is getting ready for her date. That saxophone player is coming over and uh, they show up. Yeah. Troy and his daughter, Kim, show up. And I don't remember why Troy like leaves the room here, but leaves Vanessa and Kim together in the room for a few minutes. Yeah. I wonder why he did do that. I don't know. So he like immediately after getting there, let's pretend like he takes a phone call or something, but he did. I don't know if that's why, but he goes out of the room, sure. uh, leaving Kim and Vanessa in there. And Kim just starts questioning her, like asking her all types of things. Like, what's your job? How much money do you make? And uh, eventually says that uh, they are very picky, her and her dad. Yeah. You really get the impression that her dad has had a lot of 
issues finding somebody to to date because of because of this daughter because of Kim. Yeah, and then uh, I think while the two of them are in there, Coop comes in and he says that. Uh, oh yeah, she then, then uh, Kim questions Coop like, "Who are you?" And he's like, "Oh, I live here." And then she says, "Dad," and just like runs out of the room. Like this is not going to work. <laughs> this uh, living situation with uh, Coop living there with his potential dude. girlfriend. Yeah. So um, she runs off to her dad. Uh, Robin comes downstairs at this point, and uh, she's uh, has not. She's not. She's not decided whether or not she's going to do these uh, shows with her dad. Well, no, no. She has decided that she's not because Mark tells her that rehearsal that her his, her dad told him to tell her that rehearsal right. is at five o'clock. And Robin's like, I'm not going. I don't I don't know. I don't like the way my dad treats me. I don't I don't, I don't think he gives me the respect I deserve. And I, I don't know how to talk to him about it and tell him you know, how I feel. So I'm just going to ignore it like I've been doing for the last how many years. Yeah, and Coop tries to give her some advice at this point. I don't remember what exactly what the advice is, but tries to talk her through it and let her know that uh, this whole thing's going to be okay. I guess that Coop likes her dad. Yeah, and and honestly, I, he, her dad's not a bad guy. It's just maybe if she talked to him, things would be a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, he's like a show business guy. This is kind of what he does. It's just kind of his yeah. personality. So uh, we go over to the jazz club now. Um the kids are all trying to sneak into the club too, like Irvin and uh, Elliot and Andre. Elliot and Andre, yeah, they're trying to sneak in. They're dressed up like they're jazz musicians, and they're at the front door trying to talk to the uh, security guy, but uh, it doesn't work. He knows that they're kids; they don't have IDs, and they're uh, not even on each other's shoulders. They're not even like making a like in a yeah, giant trench coat. Come on, on if each you're gonna shoulders. do it, do it the right way. Um, right. But yeah, they don't get in, especially when uh, Vanessa shows up and kind of like mentions that they're uh robin's students right away we straight up tells her or she she tells her like these are just high school kids so um she goes to uh talk to uh troy is his name right saxophone player uh she goes and talks to him again um and then it seems like things are not working out great and she goes and talks to coop who uh gives him gives her some information or some uh advice about men in general and what advice is she, I can't remember what he says to her because I mean, what I remember she goes up to Troy and is like, how long is it going to take for your daughter to warm up to me? He's like, I don't know. I haven't found out yet. I mean, so is this the point sign. where he's like, uh, you just need to not look for the guys that you're interested in. You need to look for a guy that um, you don't like. And that's going to be the guy that actually works out or something. <laughs> I like think that. it is. And, and then and then she's like, oh, I mean, what does she say? She's like, oh, I'm really interested in you. And he's like. He's like, yeah. And then she's like, must leave. I gotta go. Yeah, he's like, she says, I find you really attractive all of a sudden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See ya. <laughs> uh, Robin shows up. Uh, her dad's on stage. Or is this backstage? Or where was this? He's again? still backstage. He's he's like coming out to start his show as she comes in. I know. Uh, she's like there, like maybe gonna do this whole thing. And then uh, her dad calls her baby girl again. And then she's like, nope, I'm done. And she uh, gets mad and walks out. Well, she runs into the dressing room, into the green room. Yep. So that's where she goes. She goes back to the green room. Uh, her dad follows her. And then uh, the two of them are talking backstage about really everything they should have been talking about a while ago. And uh, she just tells him what bothers her about him, like everything that he does and how, how it makes her feel. Yep. Yep. And meantime, Mark is out there on the stage trying to do stand up to uh, entertain the crowd and keep them keep them happy yeah it seems like he's getting over pretty well and uh well then, there's a funny joke funny reference at the end of this when he's kind of wrapping up he's he goes and sits down and says hey vanessa i could i could host the apollo and mark curry 
was one of the hosts of the of the Apollo kind of in the in the later years in the 90s. So uh, at this point, too, like while he's on stage, uh, Chip comes back out. He goes on the stage um, and instead of like starting his show, introducing himself, he's like, I'd like to introduce uh, some a very talented person, someone that I love a whole lot. Uh, my daughter, Robin, uh, whatever her last name is. Well, I don't know. <laughs> and uh, he's like, uh, I'm going to take the back seat for this one tonight, ladies and gentlemen. So he goes and sits down in the crowd. Robin takes the stage, gets on the microphone, starts singing, and absolutely kills it. The crowd loves it. She gets a standing ovation. Her dad looks so proud. She go, He goes back on stage, and uh, the two of them have their moment where Robin first says, I love you, Daddy. Her dad says, I love you too, Robin. And then he says, now get off my stage while I get my, so I can get my audience back. And then that's the end of the episode. Just joking around, obviously. Robin Dumars. That is that is her last Dumars. Name. That's right. Dumars. All right. So that's the end of the regular part of the episode. We do get a quick credit scene where they, uh, I guess, I don't know if this is the same performance as the duet from earlier or they're just doing the same song again this night. I was trying to match what they were wearing. But anyways, they're, it's, they, they, they have another clip of them doing the duet again. Yep. That's it. Uh, so then we watched uh, episode 12 of season one of Hanging with Mr. Cooper. In Vanessa, we trust is the name of this one. It starts off, uh, Robin made some cookies. They don't look very good. They look like uh, burnt little bricks. And <laughs> yeah. Coop calls them coal. And uh, Robin thinks about, uh, like, just she's like, ah, I just made them because it thinks it reminds me of when I was growing up and the maid would make us cookies. Yeah, this is where we really start to get into the to the rich rich lifestyle stuff. Yeah, and then uh, the landlord of their house uh, he comes in and he's there to fix the sink and uh, takes one of the cookies that. Well, real quick, real quick, uh, leading up to this, Mark is giving her just giving her a hard time and get, about these cookies. Takes a bite of one and like pretends to choke on one, um, and and then as he's kind of doing that, the landlord walks in. Yeah, and he takes a cookie. Um, but this guy's not pretending to choke on it. He actually chokes on the cookie, falls on the ground. And, uh, at this point, I think that we probably have the first death on hanging with Mr. Cooper. Like, I mean, it seems well, it is. This guy's dead. Yeah. He's, he's done. We do find out right after the theme song, he's dead. But, uh, Vanessa is, uh, what did I write down? Vanessa. Well, so there's a couple things. So, so oh, before cookies. we get to the theme song, there's a funny, there's a funny part here. So the, the, the landlord dies eating the cookie uh and then and then robin walks in right behind that and goes to eat, reach for a cookie and that's then mark right. and yeah, yeah. mark and Vanessa are like no 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 and then it cuts to the theme song come back to the theme song um and emts we've got a par- are there yeah. yeah there's a paramedic there by the way paramedic was in family matters um and she's telling everybody that he did not choke on the cookie that he died in fact of a, of a heart attack yeah um died instantly no suffered not at all um then Tyler comes over and so Ty- Tyler real quick is the same kid who remember last time last week I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. This yep. episode. So he was, he was credited as Jeffrey in the last, in that Christmas episode. This is the same kid, Tyler. He was also, I looked at the credits even more. He was also the kid that played the tuba in the music lessons episode where they had all, all the kids playing different instruments. So, but now we have Tyler. This is the first appearance and continuing appearance of, Tyler. Did I see he's like 92 episodes or something? Yeah, he's in most of the, the rest of the show, the right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So um, Tyler's over there because uh, why? He just comes over all the time. He doesn't, hey, have, he yeah, doesn't this, have a purpose this, this, this time, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, we don't have. This is our first introduction. We find out he's just a the neighbor kid who walks on in whenever he wants. He does. He he questions about this dead guy. He's like, I wonder if you guys still have to pay rent if uh, if your landlord's dead. And they're like, Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, Vanessa mentions like. Oh no! I wonder if they're gonna sell the house if um, the landlord's dead. And then uh, Coop and Robin are like, "Nah, they're not gonna sell it." Skip ahead a little later, uh, you see Coop bringing a bunch of like for sale signs from the front yard to the backyard, hiding them so no one hopefully can buy their house. Yeah, clearly there's a they're trying to sell the house. Yeah, and they think at this point they're going to have to move at some point. They're trying to drag it out as long as possible. And then Tyler and his dad come over. And this is the first time we've seen his dad, right? Yeah, we only see his dad. I looked at the credits. He's only in a couple episodes. Okay. This is, yeah. Kind of a nerdy, interesting guy. Um, A lot different than Tyler. I would say he's kind of uptight and and kind of, I don't know. I don't know the right word. Well, he's complaining at this point about uh, the leaves from their tree falling into his yard. So, yeah, uptight's pretty good. Um, He's like, oh, you got to take care. You got to pick up all these leaves. And, uh, they go inside and Vanessa. Well, he's bringing the leaves back into their yard. Yeah, like he's, he's bringing bags of leaves. Yeah. Um, they go inside and Vanessa mentions that uh, they th- she thinks that they can afford to buy this house. Like if they get a few thousand bucks, put a down payment down, the mortgage payment will be less than the rent was anyways. And she thinks they can do it. She thinks they can buy this house. Yeah. And Robin and Mark are like, uh, we're poor. There's a reason that three of us live in this house is because we can't afford to pay for the rent by ourselves. Yeah, and she tries to convince him to do it. And I think at this point she mentions that she can get the uh, down payment from right. her parents. Her dad. Yeah, she says, I'll get the, I'll get my money from my dad. I'm not worried about it. And um, Coop is still like uh, collecting signs. Uh, I don't know if this skips ahead a little bit, but uh, he's getting like open house signs at this point because there's going to be. Yeah, an open I house. think there's a commercial break here. Okay. So, yeah, when they come back, he's collecting open house signs. There's going to be an open house for people to see their house. And uh, they want to buy it, though. They want to buy this house. They've committed. They're going to try to do this. Um, The realtor comes in and uh, they tell her that they want to buy it. They give her, like, I think a written offer. And uh, she thinks that she can get more money from someone else. So she's not that interested in selling it. Well, she also walks in with a large group of people. So she's yeah. got multiple buyers there. She's like, we've got our first offer. If anybody wants to put a put a bid in. And it's it real low, she says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and Coop and uh, Vanessa, or no, Coop and Robin, they have like this side plan of they're going to try to just uh, deter all of the uh, potential buyers, like tell them lies about the house to get them to not buy it. Yeah. And, and, and Tyler's over there too. He comes in and he's kind of like, not helping at all. <laughs> Not he's kind of like contradicting everything they say and getting like. In the there's way. no rats in here. I've never seen one ever. Yeah. Like stuff like that. And they're like, "What got eaten by the steak?" Um. Vanessa gets home. Her parents cut her off. They're not giving her the money. They're done giving her money, and uh, they're not going to be able to buy the house. Yeah, and I don't think they're done. See, this is kind of confusing. She says they cut her off, but then I think we find out that really they just told her no for the. For the loan for the house, I think they're still willing to pay the rest of her bills. Like we find out they're doing. Uh, everyone's sad. Everyone's sitting around. They don't know what to do now. Um, skip ahead to Vanessa cleaning the house. We find out her dad's coming over, and uh, she's gonna try to get the money from him. Still, she thinks she can talk him into it, and uh, this is the plan. So uh, outside, they see a taxi pull up. She knows it's her dad. She opens the door. 
It's not uh, at all. It's her mom. Her mom it's came her mom. instead of her dad, and uh, this seems like it's going to be a little hard to uh, get this money in uh, instead of her dad being there. Well, her mom's like, I-, I came instead of your dad because there's no way that your dad can say no to you. So, um, Tyler must have come over at this point because I just wrote Tyler's awesome. Like, I-, I like the character a lot. I think he- he's a great actor, a great child actor. At least I don't know. What he's he a good. He's great. a good. He's a good kid neighbor. Yes, I agree. Um, Coop talks to Tyler in the kitchen a little bit and, uh, about like, I think they're talking about like deterring the, uh, potential sellers and how Tyler's right. not really helping. And, uh, Tyler thinks he can help though. Like he's, he's on board to try to get him to, uh, to help. So Vanessa and Robin at this point too are showing her mom around the house, giving him a tour. And she's like, yeah, I agree. I think this would be a great, like potential investment offer, but I'm not going to help you guys. I'm not giving you the money. And uh, she it looks like it's not going to happen. Well, she, she says, like, Vanessa, you are spoiled. We have given you everything. We pay for all your bills. We pay for your rent, everything. It's time for you to do something on your own. Yeah, and then uh, I think she begs a little more, and eventually they come up to this agreement, this plan, where her mom is going to offer um, a loan, like, uh, they're going to pay monthly payments, 5% yep. interest, and yep. uh, if she can do that and pay all of the monthly payments, uh, she'll agree to uh, give them the money they need. Yeah, a little bit of a high interest rate, but, you know, it was different back then. Um, Coop's uh, next scene, he's excited to start uh, making changes at the house. They know that they're buying this house, so he's, like, making plans for the garage and stuff like that. And then uh, we hear Chainsaw outside. Go outside. Tyler's dad is cutting down that tree that he was complaining about all the leaves. And we find out also... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Before we find out, there's a, there's a little bit of lead up here. Okay. Vanessa, because... So they're all in the kitchen. Mark's like dreaming about this garage and what he's going to do. Vanessa comes in with a with a cashier check that she is about to hand over to the landlord or to, to the real estate agent because they've made an offer. It's, uh, they think it's been accepted. They're good to go. So she has this check in hand. Uh, to give to the agent, and that's when they hear the the chainsaw and go out and chainsaw find Tyler's dad go outside. Tyler's dad cutting down the tree, and we find out he has bought the house. He bought it out from under him. Uh, ridiculous. Um, and not only that, uh, we think he's going to rent the house to them, but we find out that's not even going to happen. He gives him a month because he's going to actually rent it out to his in laws instead. He thinks he can get more money from them, is what he says. Yep, he said, "Get out." I'm going to get my, my parents in here. So who knows what they're going to do now? We go uh, a little later at night. Uh, Coop is looking in the paper for like an apartment, a place to live. Uh, the three of them kind of agree that they all want to live together still. And then uh, Tyler comes over once again. He's got a key to the house now. He can just come in whenever he wants because his dad owns the place. Right. And uh, he says he talked to his dad. Um, he, he kind of told him that Coop's like a father figure and... Uh, Robin is like a sister and Vanessa just likes to change her clothes in the middle of the uh, room with the, with the window <laughs> wide open. And that, that was the icing on the cake. That's all it's selling point. That's what his dad needed to hear. And uh, he agrees to let them stay and he will rent the house to them. Seems silly, but whatever. Yep. So they thank him. Um, but they do want his key back though. And that kind of ends the episode. I don't think he gives it back though. I think he's like, no, I'm keeping it. Yeah. Um, 
credit scene. Uh, we see Tyler just coming over to the house like late at night, turning on the TV, sitting down. Er- to- Technically, it's early in the morning because he does yeah. tell Cooper that he likes to wake up early in the morning and he hopes he wakes up early in the morning, too, so that they can hang out. Yeah, it's 5 a.m. as Coop wakes up from his room, comes outside and uh, think he's going to yell at him, but he just joins him and watches cartoons with him. Yep, that's it. That's the end of the episode. So that's the two uh, Hang With Mr. Cooper episodes that we watched uh, for this week to get caught up. And then we get into the good stuff. Perfect Strangers. I mean, not that Mr. Cooper's not good, but uh, this is the show that actually aired this week. It's Perfect Strangers. It's back. Season 8, Episode 1, The Baby Shower. And we do get a recap of what happened at the end of the last season. Uh, just a reminder that Balky and Marianne got married. And Jennifer has told Larry that she's pregnant. Those are the big two things. That's how it ended, and that's what we're picking up. So uh, the episode actually starts off with Larry calling for Jennifer, uh, telling her that uh, Balky and Marianne will be home any minute. And Jennifer, at this point, is seven and a half months pregnant. She is definitely showing. She's definitely struggling, too. Like, they make a big point of she's having a pretty rough pregnancy. It's hard for her to get around. She's real moody. Yeah. Um, So... It's rough. Uh, she doesn't feel like doing anything either. And she, Larry's like, well, since our friends are coming back, why don't we try going out tonight? Like going out to a dinner. And she's like, no, I don't want to do that. Well, what about a movie? No, you just want to go to a movie so no one has to see me uh, and we'll just be in the dark. And uh, he's trying, but she's just miserable. And then Balky gets home. Um, he's so excited to be back. He's running up the stairs. He's jumping over the couch. And, and just uh, a reminder, him and, him and Marianne have been in Meepos for presumably seven months so they've been hanging out after their after their wedding at their i guess their honeymoon was in meepos yeah it's been a long time um and he is so excited he tells jennifer how beautiful she looks which is something she's been wanting to hear it seems like for a while and this is where we get our diss of the week (laughs) question you exaggerated in your letter she's nowhere near as big as a house Okay. So then Marianne comes in, um, and the big surprise is she's also pregnant. Um, I guess Meepos has some magical stuff going on because she's pregnant. And uh, she's five months pregnant. I've been there for seven months. It's not that. It's not that much magic. Jennifer obviously struggling with everything still, but Marianne is bouncing all over the place. She's acting like there's nothing going on. She's having no issues at all. And definitely frustrating Jennifer on how easy things are for Marianne right now. In fairness, she is two months behind Jennifer. So, yeah, maybe it'll catch up. It doesn't get easier. Um, So Jennifer's on the couch. The three others decide they're going to go upstairs to see the nursery, leaving Jennifer struggling to try to get up off the couch, kind of forgotten about. And uh, she's just she's a mess right now. Just emotionally physically everything's not going well for her so we go a little later to the kitchen where jennifer is still miserable and marianne is still bubbly and happy and doesn't need any help doing anything balky has a solution for jennifer's pregnancy symptoms yeah marianne is in fact so good she's like telling jennifer how good how great she feels how everything is perfect Mitol Crampoblotilis root. That is the key. That's it. That is the, that is it. The the least Miopian name for a Miopian thing in the entire show. It comes from Mount Piemescolos, and uh, it is the solution for pregnancy problems. 
they've tested it. Um, there were some goats that might have exploded, um, that might have eaten the root <laughs> at some point, but they're not worried about it. They don't. Uh, Balky does not think it's connected, and uh, they. Uh, Jennifer's like, ah, we don't need that. We don't need, or I think Larry and Jennifer at first until. Yeah, and because I, I think that they're legitimately scared of it because they don't know if they're gonna blow up or not. Yeah, and I think uh, the two girls walk away, and uh, Balky and Larry talk about the side effects of this, and Balky's like, well... The, the girls are still here. The girls are still here when Balky's In this still. room? Oh, yeah, yeah, The women right. are still there. The women are still there, yep. Balky says it has one side effect. It makes women real horny, is pretty much what he says. And Uncontrollably passionate. Now Larry wants it more than ever. He'd already talked about like wanting to like get with Jennifer. It's been seven months or something, and uh, or seven seven weeks, seven weeks. Yeah, so I don't know if this was a a slip or whether this was intentional, but he does say seven weeks. So yeah. I don't know. That's fine. Yeah, possible. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he wants her to take it more than ever now, and he is willing to test it out, so she will take it. And um, he tries to take. Jennifer's like no. Yeah. Jennifer won't, won't let him. I don't think they're in there at this point, though. I think they it's are. Just the they two are. Because Jennifer says she doesn't want him to take. No, they're not. And then they leave. I guarantee you. Then they leave. Okay, they leave right now. You're saying because yes. when he tr- when he actually ends up taking a bite at this room, they're, they're not, are not in there. there. They're not there. But they are there. Here, he she's he's like, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna show you it's okay. She's like, I don't want you to do that. Don't do that. And then her and her and Marianne. Yeah. So. He, uh, Balky does not want Larry to, uh, to eat this root. He tries to keep him from doing it, but as, uh, Balky kind of turns his head for a second, Larry takes a quick bite out of the root. Balky's unable. Bite. A huge bite. Yeah. I mean, it's still a quick bite, but, uh, it is a big bite. Balky's, yeah, no, no, it's quick, but it's also big. Balky's unable to stop him. And then seconds later, it takes its effect. Larry <laughs> is bouncing around the room with energy. This uh, this route is very effective and very quick, and uh, Larry is I don't know just ridiculous at this point. He's like bouncing off the wall. It's like he's on cocaine. He's crazy. Yeah, and then Larry's like, "This is so good. You have to try some Balky," and then shoves it in Balky's mouth, shuts his teeth together, and makes uh, Balky take a bite of the root as well. Yep, and. Quickly thereafter, Balky is now also jumping off the walls, being crazy, and they do the dance of joy. Yeah, a high-speed, super-fast dance of joy in the middle of the living room. Who knows how long this stuff is going to last. The next day, Jennifer and Marianne are seen uh, snacking on the couch, and Larry and Balky come in, still going crazy. Apparently, they have been up all night they uh, clean the nursery. They rewire the entire house, which they didn't even know how to do until they took this route. And <laughs> I'm not uh, they know how to do it now, but yeah. And they just uh, they're explaining what they did and like how they rewired the house, and they're still like hyper out of control, going crazy while they're doing it. And we find out the guests are going to be over soon for the baby shower. Yeah, the baby shower starting soon, and and they got to get it together before these people come over. Yeah, so Jennifer and Marianne go in the kitchen to start getting stuff together. Larry and Balky are still like doing crazy dances and bouncing all over the place, and uh, they're still eating this root too. Like you see them pull back out, and they're still taking bites. Like as it's, I guess, starting to wear off a little bit, they take another bite, and yeah. they, they're just keeping it going. And uh, they're well, almost they're out also of the getting root too. Low, right. Yeah, they're getting low on the root. It's very you know drug addict type situation here. Yeah. So it's almost gone. Um, 
they uh i think they start setting up for the party do they or well there's a couple conversations here about them trying to come up with plans where they're going to fly to meepos to get more root they're going to just start cultivating their own root in the house um and then what they don't start setting up what they get to is jennifer's setting up and they tell her that they ate it right well, they first what happens is Balky's like, do you think legs can bend both ways? And so there's this whole thing of Larry trying to get Balky's leg to bend in the opposite direction. And that's when Jennifer walks in and is like, what is good? Yeah, Jennifer on? walks in as Larry's about to jump off like the third step onto Balky's leg that's stretched across like onto the couch. So like, yeah, we're gonna have yeah. a broken kneecap in a second. But uh, yeah, Jennifer walks out. The, the whole thing with this root comes off where we find out, well, they find out that they've been eating it and uh, they offer her the root. She declines and tells them, go outside. You guys need to walk off this energy before people show up. Yes, but instead they sit down on the couch, talk about how hungry they are and look at the two pies in front of them and say, well, just have one bite. Yeah, one itty bitty bite. And uh, they jam their faces right into the pie, ruining everything that they've been working on. And uh, you can tell this is going to be a mess. So we go the next morning. Obviously, the baby shower already happened. Uh, We didn't see anything that happened. But Jennifer and Marianne are at the kitchen table writing what we find out are apology cards because it went so horribly. Larry and Balky are calm now. The root has worn off. They try to apologize. Uh, Balky's apology is accepted very quickly from Mary. Immediately. Immediately. But uh, Jennifer does not forgive Larry. Um, Balky suggests, uh, here, guys, here's $20. You guys go to the movies, rekindle your relationship with the lights off in the back row. And Jennifer, for some reason, flips and says, oh, that sounds wonderful, even though this was already offered to her earlier. <laughs> yep, they're into it now. Um... Don't know what this says. When they get home, something, something, something. Yeah, I have no idea what that. Oh, when you guys get home, I'll make a pig spleen float for you, is what it says. Gotcha. That's Valky's suggestion. That's the end of the episode. And then uh, the credit scene is uh, more of them eating the pie and the guests arriving as they're eating the pie. So that was obviously part of the part reason why they were writing these uh, apology letters. Yeah. So what I read is for this season that all the all the credit scenes, except for the last episode, are like deleted scenes, outtakes from from the actual episode. Got it. So that's. uh. That's this week of shows. Two episodes of Cooper, one episode of Perfect Strangers. And this is the part of the show where we like to rank them uh, how we liked the shows this week. Um, you want to go first? I will. Sure. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to put Perfect Strangers at three. I'm going to put the first uh, Cooper at, at two and the second Cooper at one. I loved and the second Cooper, the whole scene where they're like running around the house, like each all the characters are like talking to the people that are looking at the house, trying to convince them not to buy it. I thought that was hilarious. And I, I don't know if it's just because we haven't watched it in so long. And a lot of these shows we're watching now are so different. But I did not like that Perfect Strangers episode at all. So I felt differently. I've got this, the Cooper episodes in the same order as you do. But I have Perfect Strangers ahead of both of those Cooper episodes. Okay. I'm glad it's back. I uh, I missed it. I didn't think I was going to, but uh, for some reason, when it came back, I, I really enjoyed like a lot of the little like uh, interactions between Balky and Larry okay. that I didn't like a whole lot when we were watching it before. But for some reason, the, the break helped for me. 
and uh, I'm back on board. I'm excited for these final six episodes. We'll see. I was I was struggling through the episode. I was struggling through it. Uh, what do we got coming up next week on the show? Yeah, so same deal next week. So we're going to do uh, two episodes of Mr. Cooper and an episode of Perfect Stranger. So the, the Cooper is going to be uh, episodes 13 and 14, season one, and then Perfect Stranger season eight, episode two. Um, that again is the only one that would have aired uh, the actual week that we're that we're going to be talking about. Um, I did want to mention too. I know '90s Con made an another announcement. They're doing. They announced like a full house panel at the Tampa show. So they announced Candace Cameron, uh, Jody Sweeten, Andrea Barber, Dave Coulier, Scott Wanger, like people that they've had before. But they also are going to officially have Jeff Franklin there as part of the the panel. So the creator of Full House and Hang on Mr. Cooper. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I'm borderline considering to go now. Not quite there yet for me. I need step by step. Step by step would do it. Perfect Strangers would get me close, pretty close. Uh, step by step would definitely do it though. There's also a whole article I read. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, there was like a big thing about the cast of Boy Meets World, like kind of officially talking about them not having a relationship with Ben Savage anymore, and how it's oh. kind of like really, like, like he just doesn't even talk to him, won't respond to any of their calls or text messages, and it's like it sounds really awkward, but. I don't know. It's been making the rounds that article. They're just mad because he won't do their podcast. Well, he's also he's so he's well, yes, but he's running for like Senate in California. Uh-huh. So I don't know. I'm sure that has something to do with it. Yeah, but. probably a little bit. Yep. Anyways, uh, just yeah. gossip. Thanks to Feyu for the theme song again this week. Thank you, Feyu. Appreciate T-G-I-F-Cast it. TGIFcast at gmail.com if you want to email on your own at TGIFcast. Follow us on all social media. And we will be back next week for two episodes of Hanging with Mr. Cooper and another episode of Perfect Strangers. That's it. Anything else, Steve? No, that's it. Have a good week, man. You got it, dude. It's Friday night. And the mood is rare. Gonna have some fun. Show you how you're done. TGI. TBA Podcast.